Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We're so glad that you could join us live today. Today's date is February 14th in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm Greg Messina, and if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments tonight. If you don't know who Jesus is, we do encourage you to get to know him today. Here's the bad news that I have to give you first. We're all sinners. We have all fallen short of the glory of God, and we all deserve separation from God and his uh, blessings. The good news is our debt, our sins have been fully paid for by the finished work of Jesus Christ. For our buried and was the only person that has risen in a fully glorified body on the third day. If you believe that this has happened and trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are saved from eternal damnation. You will begin to start wanting to live for him and not for the world. And as the scripture states, we do become ambassadors for Christ. This is an awesome time to be alive, folks. We thank you, Father God, for this opportunity to be here to uh, to glorify your name, glorify your who you are, what you do, what you continue to do in our lives. We thank you and praise you for it. We do have uh, our first verse of the day today. It is coming to you from BibleGateway.com. Bible day, excuse me, BibleGateway.com is uh, something that we do use here on Uptime. Um, but uh, it is a great app. It is a great uh, uh, platform to view all the translations. Uh, we do happen to use the King James Version here on Uptime. This one is John 13, 34 through 35. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if you have love one to another. All right. Amen. Bro Brothers, we thank you for coming on. We have Brother Bob Barber and Brother Kevin Hookman with us today. Uh, we don't have anyone else. It's just us three today, but uh, we have a jam-packed up time because there's a lot going on in the world today, uh, this week, and um, let's talk about it. Well, I'll tell you what, I hope people are in the mood for a real fast-running pace show today because between the three of us, especially with me and Kevin, <laughs> I tell you, it's like Talladega, you know? When you race a Talladega NASCAR, it's just pedal to the metal, big, long strip, just right in circles. There's no slowing down, just pedal to the metal, you know. And uh, But before we get started, you know, I, you know, let's just make it clear that we are not saved through our own works, that we are saved only by grace through faith, through the finished works of Jesus Christ at the cross. That's the only way we get saved. We believe in that bloodshed. That God did at the cross with his only son, Jesus Christ. His Amen. blood shed atoned for all of our sins, past, present, and future. Amen. Even even his his son, his blood has atoned for sins, even for those who are going to be born 576 years from now. Okay, mm. in the millennial reign. Okay. It was that powerful. Okay. And you know, God, you know, God has the strength to save us, but he also has the strength to keep us. Okay. Mm. You won't lose your salvation. Once you are saved, once you believe in that finished works of Jesus Christ, we say the Bible says that we are sealed until the day of redemption. Ephesians 1, 13, 14, Ephesians 4, 30. 
the day of redemption. Jesus says that day of redemption, when you see these things begin to happen, look up for your redemption draws nigh. He didn't tell us to look forward. He didn't tell us to look to Russia. He didn't tell us to look to America or Israel. What did he do? He told us to look up towards the sky because he's coming back down to meet us in the air. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. So God is good. Uh, there has been going a lot of stuff going on this past week. Uh, man, I mean, what's going on with the octagon UFOs, uh, UAPs, however you want to talk about that and uh, however you want to just mention that. But uh, yeah, they are. <laughs> it's all over the place. Is it just a distraction? Uh, what you know? Are they uh, aliens from another planet? Are they fallen angels? What's going on, Bob? What's Kevin? What's what is this all about? What do you think it is? I think it's uh well let's do each one. It could be either of those you just mentioned. It could actually be the Nephilim. It could be fallen angels. It could be them. It could be just a distraction, and it could be a way to consolidate world power for the new world order to rise. Oh, mm-hmm. we're looking at a big global threat. We need to set all of our differences aside. Get rid of our constitutions. All right. And so that way they could take, they can go full government spending, full government expansion. Okay. They can do that. Or is it just a distraction? Because we were just talking about earlier, Kevin, how all these train derailments, like, you know, train derailments and everything else is happening all around the country. And they're, they're, they're wanting us to focus on these, uh, supposed of UFOs. I'll get into that in a little bit, but I want your take on it right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, after after that original balloon, um, it was kind of amazing, like how quickly the next one was sh- was reported to be shot down, right? And then and then the next one, and then the next day after that was another one, and and then the reports started coming in from some of the pilots with differing stories and even one pilot saying the object messed with my sensors. And then another guy said it looked like an octagon, right? Um, So what are these things that are uh, messing with the sensors that are weirdly shaped? One other pilot said that there was no propulsion that could be detected. Um, you know, th- those all are very common themes for unidentified flying objects, right? I mean, that's that, that's that's been a common theme all the way through. But w- we know that um, that there are uh, demonic spirits that uh, take physical form in this dimension and uh, display themselves. Okay, so and we also know that they are that they're ultimately coming. I mean, we know that Satan and his minions, the, the, the demons, are going to come to the earth and, um, uh, you know, be, I would say, very visible at that point. Um, so, look, we know it's coming. The question is, is how soon is it coming? And is this just yet another ramp up toward that? Yeah. And is the government using that now as 
cover for other things. I mean, there's a lot to there's a lot to cover up. Now, wait. Right? When you say when you say government, though, are you are you referring to the government we know as the U.S. government or a shadow government, something that right. is compartmental? Well, and I mean, look, even yeah. our own government and president doesn't even know what's going sure. on. Sure. I mean, I, I, listen, our government is, uh, this, we, listen, first and foremost, we are in a spiritual battle. <laughs> okay. It's not a battle of flesh and blood on this planet. All right. So it is a, it is a spiritual battle. So there is uh, good versus evil happening uh, throughout this entire world. The good, of course, is the gospel being spread and people coming to Christ and us gathering together and the Holy spirit, uh, you know, gatherings and so forth. That's the good. And then being able to discern these things uh, on the earth and, and the believers are, are not getting swayed by these practices uh, and doctrines of demons, non-sound doctrine, things like that. That's the good side battling. The evil side battling is everything that we're seeing in the world. Let's be honest. I mean, there's nothing really good going on there. So um, the question, yeah, of course, there's going to be puppet strings that are being pulled, right? I mean, from from a spiritual uh, level on down through a shadow, spiritually, you know, bad place uh, into actual actionable practices that our, our government and all world governments do, okay? It's not just our government. But at this point, though, our government is not being transparent with us. Of course, they're 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 of course they're covering up all kinds of different things in terms of what they do behind the curtain with all these intelligence agencies and who they target and all these other things too, and all that's starting to kind of come out with the with with Congress having hearings and stuff. So of course they want the the, the American public to be distracted. Um, by those things. And then, of course, whenever these things happen, they use these things in order to continue to further their agendas, right? For example, this train derailment. If you watched MSNBC, you would have believed that it was racist and that it was also caused by President Trump, so or former President Trump. So, they're always going to use these things in order to continue a narrative. But I guess my bigger question is, is like, are these um, things that are getting shot down, are some of them terrestrial um, by other governments or, um, or are some of them also de- uh, demonic craft? Um, and are we getting closer to them basically Switching places with us, as Bob said, right? I mean, it's a changing of the guard, right? And we know that the rapture is soon. We know that the tribulation is soon because we can see the lining up of all those things. So if this is demonic craft and it's actually getting closer, as, you know, Ellie Marzulli says, we're going to a different rung, right, of disclosure and so forth. Are we getting closer to that? I would think so. But I can't prove it. Um, so I, I don't know for sure, but I can tell you this, if we get, you know, when we're raptured and we find out that these, some of these were demonic craft, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh yeah. You know, one thing you got to notice about these, these, uh, crafts. Okay. They're all getting shot down. Mm-hmm. I guess these aliens forgot how to fly these things. I mean, they're <laughs> flying at, you know, 80,000 miles an hour and doing pin turns 
90 degree turn, stopping on a dime and disappearing and reappearing. Okay. That's what those ships were doing. Okay. But these guys evidently can't, can't outrun our missiles. Okay. They can't dodge it. All right. So it makes me think that these are actually what we're seeing right now are not the actual Nepalian crafts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think they are because they're all getting shot down. You know right. what I think they are? I think they're all reversed engineered aircrafts where the back from Area 51 where they reverse engineered these crafts and these are human controlled crafts. Okay. I do and believe that too. Launching them up, they're like uh they're mm-hmm. like drone control, like drones. Mm-hmm. They're moving about, not doing much of anything, we're shooting them down, and uh they're they're popping up over China and America, and the fact that Biden's like, Oh yeah, we shot it down immediately. He got it immediately. And then what are you trying to make up for? The yeah, fact well, that that balloon go all the way across the nation. They're making God, up could this be a setup also? Could could this be a setup for something bigger? I, yeah. I think we all agree that this is something a setup for something much bigger than just those balloons going, because this is also, I think, psychologically affecting us and preparing mm-hmm. the people for something that's not going to be a balloon. It's right. going to be something much bigger, uh, more supernatural in nature, perhaps. Right. Is this a, um, desen- could even- is this a desensitizing? Process? Could, yes, and it could also be part of that process of after, after a while, project like, you know, Project Bluebeam is another one that we're talking no about deal, here. Right? You know, you don't know, you don't know, but Project Bluebeam is another thing that you got to put in the mix because uh, I mean, anybody who knows Project Bluebeam uh, can tell you that this is something that uh, uh, the shadow government has been trying to uh, work on, experiment with. There's a number of things out there that on, on YouTube that you can find in regard to Project Bluebeam and its experimental. Maybe I could find some footage of that, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, they put they put images in the sky. I mean, they had images, talked about yes. doing that during the Iraq war and so forth as well, right? Looks yeah. pretty real to me. Yeah. Actually, it's been, uh, tr- it's been trending on Twitter mm-hmm. for the last several days since it these started popping up, Project Bluebeam. So a lot of mm-hmm. people know about it. So there's going to be a lot of people that are not going to be fooled by this whole thing. You know, I right. mean, they, they could probably make a city sized spaceship appear in the sky. Mm-hmm. You know, they might be able to do that, you know, but I don't think something like that can happen until after the rapture resurrection because mm-hmm. that's some prettiest holding power, you know, to hold something like that back. If they're able to do that, Greg, why didn't they do it already? How come they haven't done it yet? Here's the other thing, too. Think about it. Not you know, I said these things might be uh, reverse engineered crafts. And, and right now, those are the ones that we're seeing because they can't dodge missiles. But you know what, though? Eventually, they're going to switch out and get the real ones up there. Okay. And people are going to start, you know, you're just warming everybody up. Yeah, we're trying to show like, hey, they're a threat. These things are a threat. We don't know what they are. We're shooting mm. them down. We don't know what's going on. And like you said, Greg. People are starting to get worried. You know, the Bible said men's hearts will fail them, but things that they see coming upon the earth. This ain't okay. nothing. How about that? And these this things are really getting everybody worked up right now. You know, what's but interesting, though, is that um, all these things are pointing to the same thing, which is which is like a lot of deception, distraction, fear. Um, that is going to be prevalent during the tribulation period. Um 
consider things like deep fakes um, for video and for voice and so forth. Um, now you've got this chat bot, which is basically spewing out, you know, just uh, Marxist drivel um, that people put into it. Um, yeah, exactly. Chat GPT. And it's just like, you know, just, it's just regurgitating, um, right. you know, idiotic thought that is put into it. And um, people are her- heralding it as AI, as if it has some type of conscience or something like that. But um, but here's the, the thing is that all those things together, though, consider in the tribulation what you could I mean, we're having problems even right now, like deciding whether or not something's true or not. What's going to happen when all those things are actually fully manifested and evil is reigning supreme, right? So there's going to be, like, right now we're restraining this. And when we're removed and then that evil is able to just flourish, I mean, what? how can you believe anything anymore? If you see somebody on television or on a screen and they're speaking and talking, how do you know that's actually them? You won't. I mean, so you've got to think that during this the tribulation time is going to just be, it's going to be bonkers. I mean, it's already starting to get that way, but that that is not too far off to have, you know, to have just constant barrage of messaging from people who say they're trusted sources. When you actually look at them, are you actually looking at that real person or is it a deep fake? How are you going to know whether or not it is? The voice is exact. The picture is exact. How are you going to know? Right. So true. Yeah, there's a lot of deception going on right now. And that's the first thing Jesus warned us about. Do not be deceived, you know. And, and like I said before, here's the thing. We've, we've crossed. We, we, we went up to the next rung here, guys, t- towards mm-hmm. the rapture, resurrection. We're at a new rung now. They mm-hmm. are, this is the first time in history where they are calling attention to these things now first time and they are mocking bird mocking birding the crap out of this thing now oh yeah okay they're all talking all the main all the mainstream all the outlets that we know we can't trust okay they're feeding us all this information okay so the fact of the matter is they stepped over that line now kevin they stepped over that supernatural line where now we're looking at things. We're talk, We're looking at things coming from the heavens now. That's where they're at. And we know they don't do the stuff on accident. There is an engineered, you know, two to three or four year plan with this stuff outside of just a two to three month plan. Right. So they're doing this for a reason. So that only means one thing. Well, that line's this, right up in the first part of the tribulation, doesn't it? Yeah. This is about <laughs> to the midpoint. This is about yeah. to escalate. Yeah. And this is going to yeah. escalate to fallen angels sooner or later. And this is going to escalate, of course, to the rapture resurrection. Because, you know, people, the fact of the matter, they're coming out with this information right now. Everybody's getting fresh and worked up right now. So it's yeah. kind of like getting a train moving. They're they're getting this train going now. This thing's starting to, the chug is starting to move. They're mm-hmm. not going to stop now. They're going to keep going and going. This thing's going to build speed. And they have a lot of, uh, there's a lot of benefits and a lot of reasons why they want to do this. One, they have to explain away the rapture. Mm. Yeah, they got to explain away the rapture. Sure. All right. So that's why they've they got all these uh, ships here. And that's why they're doing all what they're doing right now. And eventually they're going to replace them with the, with, with the actual real ones, you mm. know. 
So they got that going on. The other thing they could do, too, is blame the nukes on these things. Okay? They could say, oh, it wasn't Russia, it wasn't China, it must have been one of those spaceships. Mm-hmm. You know? So they're... Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's there's so many new options that they have. They're setting themselves up for new options. Yeah, yeah, a lot of options. They got a lot of options now. They, I mean, they can they can really open. They can blow this thing wide open now with all these spaceships here now. You know, yeah, I I think you call it though. I mean, it's like this escalation. They're like they're they're on this path, and we can see this escalation taking place right before our very eyes. I mean, for the ba- past bunch of years, but. It's like a it's a curve that's just exponentially going upward. So, mm. there, and there and there's also a, a you know a shelf life to this as well. I mean, once it gets so fast and exponentially deceiving and and evil and stuff like that, there's only so much longer it can go. Otherwise, no flesh would be saved. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that that's exactly what the Bible is saying is that it is going to ramp up. It is going to rev up to a point where Jesus must come back. Otherwise, th- there would be nothing left of this this earth. There'd be yeah. there'd be there'd be no remnant, there'd be no no nothing. There'd be nobody to populate the millennium. All of a sudden it's over. So, you know, God's plan is is true and just and it's going to happen the way that he designed it. So, now, it starts off with their plan, but then it becomes God's plan, doesn't it? I mean, they think they're planning things, and when I say they, we're talking about the elite the shadow government, the ones, the fallen angels, they all have a plan. But God's plan is much greater, it's much stronger, much better. And better. they only, it's, it's all going to come to nothing for them. It's really going to come to naught. Right? You're right. Eventually, it's all going to disappear. It's, it's foolish. It's, it's really foolishness when, it, when you consider it, right? I mean, it's like it, 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 everything that they're doing is, is, is foolhardy. And doesn't make really any sense um, except for to them and what their plans are. But we know what God's plan is. See, that's the difference is that we know what God's plan is. They may know it, but they don't believe it. But we know what it is and we believe it. And so we know what actually is going to take place. So when we look at other people who are trying to thwart that plan, it looks foolish to us because it's just like what Satan says, you know, I'm going to go and I'm going to rise to the to the highest of highs. I'm going to take the throne. And you're just like, no, you're not. You're not going to do that. And we already know that what what your final destination is. I mean, his final destination um, is, is not in heaven. I mean, we know that. And we know he's going to get cast down much earlier than what he certainly wants. And he knows he's not going to have much time. And he's going to come. And when he comes down, it is going to be just... It's going to be horrible for the people here. So, I mean, th- at the same time, though, Greg, we're we're seeing this setup, and we we know what the what ultimately the next step in this whole thing is, and that's right. the rapture. Right. I mean, right. The, the next step is not the Antichrist going into the temple or the temple being built or something like that. The next mm-hmm. step is the rapture, and so how close are we to that? Since we're seeing all these things happen right now. And knowing that this is a shelf life and knowing how soon that they can roll all these things out, like the mark of the beast and all this other stuff. I mean, the harlot system is brewing big time. We already see that. So, I mean, when is that going to be fully manifested? Well, it's going to be fully manifested after the raptures. And we know how close that is. I mean, 
I, I think all of us see that, that there, there is little time left to actually be able to get out of here without mm-hmm. having to go through all that test trial and deception. Now, I, just real quick, I see these, these two verses came to mind right now, just came to mind. First in Hebrews, talking about looking at the Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Uh, so he is the author and finisher of our faith, right? He's mm. authoring this. He is the finisher of our faith. And God is not the author of confusion, folks. If we say this, see this chaos and confusion going on around the world right now, um, that's not of God. That's yeah. not of God. That's of the uh, that's of the enemy. Our Amen. spiritual enemy is Satan, or the dragon, right? That ancient mm-hmm. serpent, the devil. And so, uh, the other verses right here in First Corinthians, um, these two. Okay, for God is not the author of confusion, but mm-hmm. of peace, as in all churches of the saints. First mm-hmm. Corinthians fourteen thirty three. Um, Man, I mean, he is not an author of confusion, folks, but he is the author and finisher of our faith. And we're going to we're going to go out strong. We're going to finish this strong. Um, We just have to stay in him, abide in him, continue to trust in Jesus and that finished work on the cross for him. He he will he will bring us through this. He'll get us through these tough times. And we don't believe we're going to be here for the tribulation. Um, That's not what I'm saying. But we're we're probably going to end up seeing a lot of stuff coming. This is just. Just this, the tip of the iceberg right now, what we're seeing today. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, I don't like there's people that are in chat. They're, they're asking, you know, how much time? How soon? Two to five years? It's like, what do you think? And it's like, you know, we, we don't know exactly. But we do. But what we do know this is that the day is approaching. I mean, quickly. Um, so, I mean, if it happens tomorrow or tonight or two years from now, I don't think it'd surprise any of us. Um, I think it, what more would surprise us if it was like 10, 20, 50, 100 years from now. I think that would be extremely surprising. <laughs> uh, I think we, we, we see this, this, this much sooner than that. Now, whether or not that's actually true, we don't know. But what we do know, though, is that it's cert- everything that certainly that we're, that we're seeing and that we're feeling um, and that we're experiencing is all pointing to the this seventieth week starting very soon, and um, and I think that the, the key is right now is to to not lose sight of what our mission is here. Our our mission is 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 really twofold. Number one is make sure that you're working out your sanctification process and if you're not saved your salvation make sure you're working that out and now i mean by working meaning coming to the knowledge and the saving grace of christ jesus and and through uh the grace of the father through your faith that's how it is not to do works in order to get salvation and then if you're saved then to do works in order to get better rewards great that sounds good that's number one it's an admission number two Share this, this this hope that you have with other people, and to and to you know share the gospel with them so that they can also partake in eternal life as well. It's a it's a twofold thing, and the first one is making sure that you're not deceived and that you're not um, you know getting uh, blown around by whatever trend or wind that is blowing that day. And the mm-hmm. only way you can do that is by putting on the full armor of God and. 
Um, you, you've got to stay in the word. You've got to stay grounded. And those verses that you're, that you're showing there, Greg, is exactly the kind of thing that you need to be doing until that day ha- comes where we're taken out of here. Because if you continue to do that, you're not going to get sidetracked. You're not going to get blown away. That seed's not going to get snatched away by something else. You're grounded. You understand what's going on. You, you, you understand what the major plan is here and that God's got it under control and that you are part of this plan in order to be able to continue to spread the gospel during this period of time while we can. I mean, there's going to be a time where this sound like, like we already are at the point where like sound doctrine is not accepted anymore, but, but during the 70th week, it's going to, it's going to be ratchet up even further. So people are going to literally, you're going to go out into the street and you're going to say, Jesus Christ is Lord and you're going to be killed. I mean, today, yes, you could be killed in some countries by just for just doing that. Absolutely. You can still do that on some streets in the United States without getting arrested. <laughs> but there will be a day where you won't be able to do that anymore. And then you will be arrested and then you'll be killed. So we have to continue to spread this this gospel and this word, the good news before that period of time um, happens. So how long is that? I think we all see this day approaching. I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, I cannot think that I'm just I'm watching all these things and I'm experiencing all these things, knowing what the word says and saying we're, we're really far away from this. I'm seeing many people in the chat agreeing with you there, Kev. Uh, so, yeah. Amen. Amen to that. Yeah, because, uh, you know, it's, it's a little sad to see people who are uh, saying we need to get some dirt in our eye before we go up to heaven at the rapture. You know, <laughs> that's um. I mean, it's a sad, it's a sad fact, but you know, like, do I don't want to get dirt in my eye, but you know, what about <laughs> Jesus's blood? Isn't that sufficient? Yeah, the Isn't people, God's it, grace sufficient for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, do we really need to die, or or to 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 gain eternal life? Do we need to die in order to gain eternal life? The only thing we need to die to is to d- die to the fact that we cannot work our way there. That's that's what you need to repent of. You need to repent that you you personally are not going to be able to make it there on your own, that you must rely on the sacrifice of Jesus Christ himself. And that's the only thing. That's what faith is. See, you believe that in your heart, you will be saved. That's it. There, There is no other way in order to be saved. You cannot gain it. You cannot go elsewhere. Jesus is the only way. He is the only way. So, I mean, so Bob, and, and, and if that's the case, and they're saying, well, well, you can't achieve heaven unless you do this or that. That is a, that's, that's Catholicism in a yeah. nutshell. Like, the, like the, they don't think that you're justified and saved unless you believe in, in Jesus and you do works. The, but so so they they've melded salvation and sanctification into salvation and that is a problem it is yeah. not a merit based system salvation yeah. is not merit based you don't right. get there based on merit and plus our thoughts are not his thoughts okay yeah. his right. thoughts are not our thoughts and it shows that specific, right here in this verse isaiah 55:8 for my thoughts are not your thoughts neither are my ways your ways. Oh, right? this is a good so, verse. Your ways, my ways, right? Saith the Lord. So, folks, 
you can you could say all you want. Okay, well, we have to get some dirt in our eye first, mm. but that's just your thought on it. That doesn't mean that's what God's thinking. Yeah, that's not that's not what it means that God has His ways in terms of having dirt in your eye first. I'm not saying that can't happen. <laughs> dirt in your eye, <laughs> but is that is that really what He's thinking? Well, this yeah. is one thing, Greg, that I don't want to be told. Christie writes, "You hypocrites, you know how to analyze the appearance of the earth and the sky, but why do you not analyze this present time?" You see, we don't want to be. Uh, accused of that, right? And like, mm-hmm. you, we, I told you that I was coming quickly. I told you what was going to be happening right before I was going to come. And you just ignored those things. And you said, no, you know, it's too good to be true. I, I can't, I, I can't, I can't, I can't believe it. I have to believe that I'm going to have to be killed just like you were in order to go to heaven. And it's like, I mean, Jesus all those things that he he did for us has to be sufficient. It, it cannot be us. And these things that are happening here in these end times, if we're just going to ignore them and we're just going to continue on and, and, and not and, and, and be blindsided by it, then uh, then you will be accused of saying, how come you didn't pay attention to these things that I told you? That were going to happen. I mean, it's not just Jesus who said what was going to happen. It was Peter who said it was going to happen. It was Paul who said it was going to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. we, John said what was going to happen. We have all these things that we can refer to. And if we're just going to ignore those things, then, uh, I mean, your, your fate is, uh, is up in the air at that point because you really don't, you really don't have a solid foundation and you can get blown around by, by the wind. You don't want to be that person. Exactly. When the moment you are moment you believe, you are sealed until the day of redemption. Okay. So basically, I don't, I don't know why people. If you could just, if you could just get that, <laughs> you are sealed spiritually sealed. And if you took the time to understand what it means to be spiritually sealed, born again spiritually, truly born again, receiving God's DNA, His spiritual DNA. That makes you a new creature spiritually, and eventually you'll have the vessel, physical vessel, to go along with it. Okay, so if you understand that, you know I don't know how people try to put the works into salvation. They think, okay, this miraculous, incredible thing happened for me, and now I could just it could just go out like a light. You know, mm. I just lose it. God will undo everything. He will extract all his spiritual DNA from my spirit. My spirit dies again. And then I have to repent, say, I'm sorry, come back into me, Holy Spirit, you know. And, you know, before I really understood, like years ago, before I started doing YouTube, I used to ask Jesus into my life like every day. Hmm. You know, I just, because I didn't understand. Right. You know, so it's like, you know, so. It was your way of of renewing, of renewing it every day, right? Yeah. (laughs) That's more than just renewing his mind. Listen, that's better than the alternative of never asking him in at the beginning. Let's put it that way. (laughs) So, I mean, you you were just going, you were were just, you were doing an insurance policy every day when you didn't need to. (laughs) Yeah, Jesus probably like, you know what? I got you. I got you. You know, you'll figure it out, Bob. You'll figure it out. (laughs) You did. You know, that'd be like, that'd be like my son. If I, if I, not my son, say if I adopted a child and that child, I adopted him, I brought him home, he's in my home living, 
right. then he comes to me every single day. Will you adopt me as your son? Will you, Will you sign this son? adoption paper today? I was like, yeah, you're like, I just signed it yesterday. <laughs> yeah, but I want to make sure. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I look, I adopted you like 10 years ago. You don't need to keep asking me 10 years later. Will I adopt you? Just sign it. Yeah. yeah. That's the same way it is with uh, our salvation. All right. We yeah. are adopted sons and daughters of God through Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our apostle Paul told us. Okay. And the, the promise of our salvation, the, the, uh, the earnest of our salvation that he gives us as a promise of future performance is the Holy Spirit. Okay. That's the promise. Said, I'm going to regenerate your spirit, Bob. And now until the day of the rapture resurrection, when, when I take everybody that's saved in the body of Christ and give them all a brand new physical body for eternity. And I do it all one day, Bob, this is God speaking to me. I do it all one day. I take care of everybody. That's why the body of Christ has one birthday. Okay. Even though we're all members in the body, but the body has one birthday, our mm-hmm. Lord and savior, how many birthdays does he have? One birthday. Right. Okay. The head has one birthday. Shouldn't the body have one birthday? Sure. Mm-hmm. Makes sense to me, right? So makes sense. Not just you, Bob. <laughs> Rapture resurrection. That's when it happens. Amen. Uh, Let's go. Let's bring the perfect comes. Bring I can't wait for that unity. Let's do. Amen. Let's go. Let's do it. And and people want to know if you if you want to know how much time we got love. I don't know when the rapture is going to be at all. But, you know, I like to see. I like to examine the the how how the road looks down the you know down the road. You know, hmm. how's it look a few miles down the road. Okay, <laughs> pretty rough. And try to compare it to what the Bible says. All right, and the only way you could do that is you got to be like a Book of Ezekiel chapter thirty three tells us to do, is to watch global tensions, to watch wars, watch what the enemy's doing, and in our case, we have. You know, we are so fortunate to be during this time where we can see what our enemies are doing, that how it how it ties to the Bible. So we see them setting the stage according to what our Bible says. So that only means one thing: that this seven year tribulation is about to begin. Now, for example, okay, China. One good thing about these balloons they've been sending over is the fact that everybody's all woken up to China now in this country. Everybody in this country considers China a threat now. Nobody cares about Russia no more. Everybody's all woken up about China. Everybody's talking about China now. China's a threat now. Okay. That big bad boogeyman, Russia, is China. And China's uh, defense ministers, last three defense ministers, going all the way back to 2003, they all said the same thing. We are not planning to come to America to share that land with them. We're coming to America to wipe them out and take over that land for ourselves. They said it. They said it eight times, like, like in public. 10 times in print, okay? They are coming, and they even said, now their general said, that the defense minister said, that's going to happen by the end of 2024, 2025. Okay, so that's coming. So if he said that, Mm -hmm. then that only means one thing, okay? That's a timeline. That's a timeline. So if we're going to say, oh, yeah, Bob, we got another 10, 15 years before the rapture, really? Because the dragon is entering our borders by the next in the next year, okay, and there won't be any flush left. So after that, Bob, are you yeah. saying that China is on the road to twenty twenty four? Yeah, they're on the road twenty twenty four. And think about what's happening, kids. Okay, so, okay, Bob, you really think that's going to happen? Well, they—that's what they said. I'm just well, repeating what they said. It's less than and two now, years away, Bob. What's that? What? I mean, the beginning of twenty. The beginning of twenty twenty five is less than two years away. Right. 
And but in order for them to do that, then you gotta think, okay, if they're gonna if China's gonna invade in 2025, then what should be happening right now so to make that a reality for them? Well, first of all, they need to get rid of these guns. AR-14's gotta go. Yeah. All right, that's where they're attacking AR-14s. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, most of handguns for all crimes in America. By criminals, they're done by handguns, not by AR-14s. Right, of course. But they need to get rid of the AR-14s because China's going to invade. Well, That's why yeah. they get rid of AR-14 automatic weapons. They want to make sure, mm-hmm. hey, get rid of their guns. We want to get in there without too many, too much fuss, okay? Get rid of their guns. And this is, chi- this is China telling Biden what to do because Biden's in their back pocket, okay? So you got mm-hmm. that. And then think about Biden. What was the first thing he did when he got into office? He shut down the spy surveillance program of China. First thing he does, okay. Now look at our border today. We got the main amount of people crossing our border now are Chinese people. Chinese soldiers are going across our borders now. And you know what Biden just did? He just shut down the aerial surveillance of the border just recently. As soon as that came I out, saw that. So we're not watching the. So Biden, no, Biden got rid of the aerial surveillance. Why would we watch it, Bob? To make sure those Chinese soldiers get over real nicely. Okay, <laughs> so they're already invading. All right, so you got that going on. And now, last part, the last thing they need is to take this grid down. So what do mm-hmm. they do? Oh, yeah, I guess we did take down the Nord Stream pipeline. Yeah, we did, yeah. And it's coming out in print now, and it's out there in the open for the whole world to see, especially Russia and, and all, their, all their comrades and allies see that. Oh, we see that the U.S. shut down your pipeline. It blew it up. What are you going to do about it? You're going to be weak and not respond? You got to do something to them now. If right. they destroyed the European nations by doing that, right. you need to respond, Putin. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, what should we do? I said, like, well, how about an EMP? Take down our economy. Right. That does not sound good. And China's already said it just takes one. And now we we just had that that balloon do a test run right over our country. It just it just had to go up about another twenty thousand feet, and we've been able to detonate and cover the entire country. You know, Bob, nuclear sized warhead. And now they're all set up for their invasion by 2025 because after that EMP, about 90% of the country would be dead and hmm. only 30 million people left. That'd are be you, a nice number to send in 100 million soldiers to take out. Are you, are you worried? Are you, are you, are you oh, worried? Man, I'm trembling in my boots. You know, Bob, <laughs> it, um, you know, um, to live is, is is or to die is to gain. As far as I'm concerned, I mean, if that happens, we're we're, we're with the Lord. We're first and to first to rise. Amen. Um, Amen. I mean, you know, we don't have control over that, right? But what we what you do have control over is whether or not you know where you're going to go if that if that actually happens and you die, right? That's the piece. That's the piece that we have because either way, we're covered. We live. We continue on. Great. We 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 soldier on until. Until we're taken and we're one of the alive and remain. We don't. We die. Are you worried about dying, Greg? Are you worried about dying, Bob? I'm not worried about dying. I mean, I I, I think that there are a lot of people in this world. The majority of the people in this world are worried about dying. They don't want to die. They want to do everything possible that they can continue to live because that because I think that they they understand that they do understand that inside there's something that's awaiting them. They can try to delude themselves into thinking there's no God and there's no afterlife and there's no nothing. And it's just, it's it's just, you know, ether or whatever they can, they can attempt to do that. That's fine. But they also know that they're not God. (laughs) So 
they do have some type of, of um, you know, thing in there, in their, in their minds and knowing that I didn't create it. I'm hoping there's nothing, but I would rather do whatever I can in order to continue to live. Even if it's taking, you know, becoming a, a machine or something or signing away my soul or whatever it may be, they're willing to do all those things in order just to keep on living. But back to this pipeline thing, Bob, look at this administration said, numerous people in this administration said, if Russia invades, that pipeline will be no more. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are they telling us now not to believe them when they said that? But we're supposed yeah. to believe everything else that they say? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't we believe that too? I mean, we, they deny you know, it now. When, when, when they do just the opposite. Believe us over here when we tell you that, and we can list off a thousand things that would get us um, blocked forever. Um, but believe all those things, and all those things are lies. But don't believe these things, Bob. And But those things are the ones that you should believe. Don't lie. <laughs> exactly. Don't lie. Because uh, they, they, they are doing, they are saying, listen, whenever you hear them say something, believe the opposite. Believe exactly, exactly the opposite. If they say we did not destroy that pipeline, they destroyed the pipeline. They said that they were going to destroy the pipeline. And then the woman said, well, how are you going to do that? We have ways. It's like, okay, we have ways. And then and then, then they, they come out with what way it was, right? They planted these things and they put timers on it and they had this motion detection thing and all this set up and elaborate plans. And you're like, wow, that's, man, that's sophistication right there. And then it gets blown up and they say, Russia did it. I mean, it's like, oh, of course Russia did it. Yeah, that totally makes sense. They're oh, yeah. the ones, R- Russia said, if we invade, we're going to destroy that pipeline. No, that's not what they said. You said that if Russia invades, you're going to take out the pipeline. And then when it happens, you say Russia did it. I mean, they take us for idiots. Like that's you don't have to be you, Kevin. You have all the facts. You don't even You've have to be holding spirit discerning to see how stupid that whole thing is. Yeah, okay? yeah. What does this mean, though, Kevin? The fact that, yeah. We sit here and talk about this stuff, but what I see right now is a setup for the tribulation by them doing that. Because mm-hmm. if they come over here and blow, they do an EMP here, and it runs, it runs its course. And they face it, they do an EMP, there will be a ninety percent depopulation. Oh yeah, it's over. It's over. Okay, we don't. We have this electrical grid. You can't come back from that. that. Yeah, but there's that's no thing that. that. Listen, food, food goes first. Okay, right. food and water, they both go first. I mean, then you don't the people who don't get it are, are are gonna be dead within a week or two at the most. And then the ones who have it, there's going to be a battle over those resources, and that's gonna be attrition as well. An EMP, yeah. can you imagine? I mean, every single piece of electronic equipment unable to be to, to be used. What what exactly. would what would the, how quickly would this society develop? Better get your Faraday ca- cases uh, ready there. Huh? Oh yeah, the <laughs> you, you steal garbage cans. Greg's going to be sitting in a Faraday yeah. cube with his laptop. <laughs> I'm all set. He's like, I can I can order I can still do uh, um, uh, DoorDash. All time. <laughs> I can still do uptime, and I still got my DoorDash. And like, could you imagine? He's like, like another person in a Faraday cage is like, oh yeah yeah, Greg, I got your. I 
And he, yeah. What's, what's going to happen with all those electronic like, vehicles, right? All those electric vehicles at that point. They'll be gone. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All self-driving you vehicles. Want me to do that again? <laughs> well, the thing is, no. I'll that, like... That, 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 that sounds good. <laughs> we see the semi-tribulation getting getting set up right now because that's what I see right now. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it sounds bad. It sounds real bad. And in fact, now that we see we see China's backing everything up. They we have a weak nation. We have the most pathetic, weak presence this world has ever seen. So we are extremely weak. All of our military equipment is in Ukraine. We're almost out of oil, and we got people who are not enlisting. And the enlistments are like down forty percent. I'm, Come on, man. What? Are weak thanks to Biden and the Democrats. Okay, so we are weak. We are ready for the pickings. So, with that in mind, if China invades, okay, well, let's say if they do that EMP. All right, if they do that EMP. All I can see is all four horsemen riding at that point. Mm-hmm. There's going to be death all over the place. There's going to be war all over the place. There's going to be inflation, all that stuff all over the place here. Those okay, seals will open very rapidly, right? And as those four horsemen ride, what happens? These people die, and they end up under the altar. Mm. Okay, in chapter of uh, Revelation, chapter uh, six, mm. all right, six nine, they end up under that altar. All right, and that number keeps building. These people are dying at a massive rate, and that number builds and builds. And what do those people say? We want revenge of those who shed our blood on the earth. And mm-hmm. God says, "Just wait. There's a number of you that will die during this time while these horses are riding." And once that number is complete, I will avenge your blood of those that shed it on the earth. Mm-hmm. And once that number is done, then what happens? We go into the seventh seal. He opens the seventh seal, and these judgments are released. Mm-hmm. And what did I say? The Bible says a third of the earth will be scorched with fire. And that's where all these Chinese soldiers and armies that came here and took over America, they don't belong here. This land's not for them. So guess what? They shed that blood, and they're over there in, that, they're in the target zone. And guess what, guys? I will avenge your blood now. Sends that fire, destroys them all. Everybody in the Western nation is gone. That's a they good point, Bob. What? And now, now their their blood was avenged. Why do they want to come over into the target zone? <laughs> I mean, that doesn't make much sense. If they if they under if they watched your videos, Bob, I think the Chinese um, government would do something different because um, if they really under realized that the Western Hemisphere is in for a bad time. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'd want to come over here if they really understood it. Yeah, well, they don't believe in this stuff, though. So they want to come over here for all of our resources. They want all of our oil. They want they want every single one of our minerals here, which this which in the United States is rich, gold. super rich in minerals. They want the gold resources. So they want the they want the resources because they want the money. Mm-hmm. So because well, they love the money. They want power. Yeah, they want power. Oh, yeah, That's, I mean, and, and power control. too. And why do you want power and control? So you can have more money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, it's, yeah. isn't it all the root of all evil? It is. Is the love of money? I think I remember reading that somewhere. Yeah, I think so too. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. some some really good book, but yeah. uh, I, I, but it all but it all goes back to the money, and it's all like all these scandals that we're seeing right now. Bob is all about money. It's all about money, and it's. It's sad because th- there's going to be a time like, say, an EMP goes off. What does money do for you there, Bob? Nothing. What does gold and silver do for you at that point? Well, I mean, people are running for toilet paper at some point. I mean, you could use them as, mm-hmm. you know, possible. Yeah, but they're not going to be selling toilet paper. It's going to be looting of toilet paper. <laughs> I mean, 
they're not going to, I mean, how are you going to be able to print enough money to withstand the aftermath of an EMP? I mean, what is, what exactly is that going to do? I mean, I just, you know, I, I think at that point you're, you, I mean, it is every man for himself right there. I mean, it is just like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, blood sport on the street. Uh, I can't imagine that's going to happen prior to the rapture, Bob. I just don't see that that happening. No, we, we, well, like I said, it's a setup. So if I could see that coming a year from now, it would make sense to me that they need to do the preemptive work now. They need to get that EMP running and get that done so everybody can wipe each other out so they can hedge their bet. They say three months. They say average three months. So the Chinese, well, you know what, do it now. Give it a year, and then we'll go in there. Okay, a year should be sufficient. We maybe get those numbers down, maybe 20 million people. As so the Deagle report said, 20, by 2024, 90% gone some way or another. You know. I mean, that that reminds me of stuff that's happening during the SEALs. I mean, so, yeah. you know, as if and somebody just, uh, you know, mentioned in chat, none of the SEALs have been open yet. We We believe that, too. We agree. Thank you. Thank you. We agree that none of the none of the horses have ridden yet. Mm-hmm. That yep. that Jesus has not opened any of those seals yet. That's right. We believe, believe that up we there. will be there yes. in that that area in that area of the temple and so forth up in heaven to be able to actually see those seals be opened. All right. I five. You're going to be part of that. High five. High five. Come yeah. On. Oh yeah. And before the tribulation can begin, the, you know the complete. The complete eternal celestial governing body of Christ needs to be in heaven for the scroll opening ceremony in Revelation 5 and Revelation 6. I'm still here on earth. Are you, Bob? I don't think you are. I don't know. Because the ceremony opens up with praise. If you read the Bible, the ceremony opens up with praise. You redeemed us from every kindred nation. And we, we give them all this praise and say, you're the only one that's worthy to open the scroll. I believe we're going to sing Worthy is the Lamb. Okay, nice. we're yes. listening to all these songs. Amen. Just in my dreams, I've seen this. We we are standing before the throne and we are singing, we're singing, we're enjoying it. It's incredible. It's so awesome. In fact, there's like multiple songs going on because the crowd is so big. There's multiple songs going on at the same time because the crowd is so huge that you can it's just several different songs. You could be like 10, 15 songs going at the same time. Because you imagine billions of people together okay there's a lot of a lot of stuff's happening but it's the ceremony in heaven that uh we we give god honor and praise and thank him for redeeming us from the earth at the rapture resurrection amen and now that's all said and done jesus said, all right time to get the business okay i got they this scroll here's my inheritance of the earth and as i start opening up this scroll this scroll is going to tell it's going to show the whole world how i go from being a high priest to a king yeah. Okay. That's this is talk- inheritance of the earth. That's what that scroll is. Yeah. That's why everything he hits on that scroll has everything to do with the earth. Okay. Outside of the second heavens that need to be, you know, cleaned up as well. You it know? doesn't speak of Jesus saying that, you know, he will gather his elect from one end of the heavens to the, to the other, other. Right. It sure does. To the, from the heavens. So they're in heaven. They're in the heavens already. Very interesting. Yeah. There yeah. are people that are like, I thought that the rapture happens first. Yes. Exactly. The rapture happens first. There's the, the seals are, are opened afterwards. And it's uh, the whole bunch of people are like, wait a minute, are the are, is the, the seals already open? No. They won't start until after Daniel nine twenty seven. Okay. 
there's not going to be one seal that's going to be opened before Daniel 9.27 begins. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the simple fact is that we're, we're going to be there, uh, but but we also see what the calamities that happen during those, when those seals are open, right? That when God's wrath poured out, not the, that's, and that's not even the full measure of God's wrath. I mean, that the full measure, of course, the lake of fire. But before that is like these bold judgments, right? I mean, those things are really, really bad. That is like big time wrath. But even before that, you have trumpet judgments. Before that, you have seals. And so it is, there's all kinds of bad calamities coming. And Bob, I mean, these, these secular people who don't even believe in the tribulation or believe in revelation or anything like that, they're actually all pointing to these things happening, that they can see these things coming as well. I mean, they're, you know, it's not like these, these, these guys are hiding it anymore. I mean, the, the, the people are saying this is on the horizon. We are going to have major famine. We are going to have hyperinflation coming. We are going to have another war or multiple wars. These things are coming. I mean, we just heard, we just a couple weeks ago, Greg, right? The the general said, we're going to war with China. I mean, in a couple of years, Uh, Bob, Bob has this report that he's linked to that shows like a, what, an 80% reduction or something like that in the population. I mean, you know, these are, these are not people that are, you know, theologists or eschatologists. These are secular people saying these things. So yeah. mm-hmm. when they're saying it, and then we also read it that, and we know what God's plan is, I, I, can't, I just don't think we can ignore all those things. And I don't think it's a couple of years. I think it's probably going to be a lot sooner. Wow. Um, oh, I think we've, we've seen, yeah, I think we've seen cases in that in the past where we've heard these people say something like that, and things have come a lot, a lot sooner. That's right. true. Sometimes they, they overestimate how they long it o- would take. Overestimation, right? yes. So be ready. Because I think they're hoping that it's not going to that's going to take that long, right? It's like exactly. if it could just be like a couple of years from now, maybe we can do something between exactly. now and then. But if they said, "Look, it's six months from now," and they're and it's like, what can anyone do about that? You know, right? Well, think about think about it too. Now we have the FBI as an organization has joined the hunt for Christians now. Okay. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but talk about secular people that don't believe. It was actually a secular, secular official in the FBI that went to one of the higher-ups in the FBI and showed them that the FBI now is going after uh, conservative right uh, Catholics. Okay, They're going after these uh, conservative Catholics now for their uh, beliefs, of course, in abortion and LGBTQ, XYZ, W248, whatever disgusting crap that is. But... Uh, they're going after these people now, okay? And the fact that, you know, I was, I was watching a report on that. And I think it was um, I think it was Tucker Carlson or the Common Sense show I was watching this on. And basically, the guy, no, it was uh, the Tucker Carlson show. Tucker Carlson was talking about it. And a guy came on. He's actually the official that, you know, that, that stopped this whole thing from going forward in the FBI. Actually, he got, he got suspended for sticking up for the Christians. He got suspended. So he came on the Tucker Carlson show and talked about why he got suspended. And he's basically exposing the FBI to for going after Christians. Now, I know a lot of people here are not Catholic, but that's how they get their foot in the door. It starts with the Catholic. Then it goes to the Baptist and the Protestant and the evangelicals, and it goes, goes to everybody. Anybody that believes in Jesus, they're, they're, they're getting going here. Okay? And as, you know how fast this stuff moves now, guys? 
All right. It does not like it was back in 1998 or 2005, where a little thing like this happens. All of a sudden, you don't hear nothing about it for another two or three years. Hmm. This stuff comes out, and there's something that's worse that comes out like a week later. And more legislation a week after that comes out is even worse. Okay. So these guys are getting ready for something. Okay. And it looks like to me, if, if they're if they're getting ready for the uh, tribulation, then that only means one thing: we're about to go home. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Man, we we have so much uh, that's going on today. I mean, how could you not be excited in your spirit, right? I asked you before, everyone, are you worried about this? We have a peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding as believers in Christ. And for those people who are uh, just tuning in or maybe on a recording that don't understand any of the stuff and are, are possibly fearing some of the things that we're talking about, there's no reason to fear it because we have the almighty living God uh, living in us. So that is what the Bible tells us. And that's an amazing thing to think of that uh, the creator of the universe has uh, chosen us uh, as uh, people who can be ambassadors for him. I mean, just think of that. I mean, just, I mean, it just blows my mind. This is not something that we should take lightly, folks. Um, yes, it is still, you know, we're in this flesh, this this tin can, right? This uh, garbage can, so to speak. And so we can still fall. We still trip and fall and we still uh, make mistakes and sin. Um, but we, you know, we have the advocate, right? The Holy Spirit, in which we can go back to and realize, listen, we we made mistakes. We're, we're, we're forgiven for our sins, Right. Uh, we here believe in uh, we are uh, certainly forgiven for the past, present and future sins here. Um, that doesn't mean we can, uh, you know, uh, talk about forgiveness or ask forgive forgiveness at some point in certain points during our walk. But that's part of the process. The justification is already set. Um, and we're going through this walk together in this journey with uh, the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. And he is real. It's the almighty living king, almighty living God. Uh, the one true God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that we as Gentiles have the ability now to have salvation um, through faith, through the law of faith here now. It's a faith walk, folks. Believe in the finished work of Jesus Christ on that on that cross and uh, have faith in the blood because that is how we become saved. And we don't have to fear this stuff. If you do, and even if you're a believer, there may be some things, certain things in your life that maybe you have to tear away from. I think your your walk will be much stronger with the Lord Jesus Christ if uh, you can continue to look to him to get you away from that sin in your life. And then that fear will go. Um, scripture says we, you know, we shouldn't fear these things. Um, for the most part, we have not been given a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of sound mind. Amen. Amen so, to that. God is good. God is good. And uh, so please, folks, don't don't fear these things. We can start doing a little bit of questions, too, as we go ahead. So, you know, as we go through this, um, we have less people tonight. So a little bit of, of talking and then a little bit going back into questions. Uh, Bob, if you want to bring anything up now and uh, sure, it'll be good. Good format, I think, for tonight. Let's see I'll this one question. When exactly is Lucifer cast out of heaven? Revelation chapter 12 mm -hmm. gets cast out. Mm -hmm. And the way it seems, the way, way it seems to read to us is, he's cast out. You know, as we go up, he comes down. Okay, mm -hmm. or it could be 
they come down and we're here for a brief moment and then we leave you know so that could be the case but we're not going to be here going head to head with them for three and a half years we've been going head to head with these idiots for the last two thousand years yeah it feels like to me that that satan i mean it it states that we that that we are going to basically accuse him. Um, so it seems like to me that we actually have some time up there while he is still there, and that we are actually accusing him of doing what he what he attempted to do to all of us, but unsuccessfully. Um, I, listen, my personal opinion is that Satan is cast down at the midpoint of the tribulation. That's just what I believe. It may not may or may not be true, but from everything that I've read and understood, that's kind of what I'm leaning towards. Um, I don't know if that's if, if like I said, I don't know if that's actually the right, the right timing on it, but that's kind of what it looks like to me, and it makes sense to me. Um, mm-hmm. But it also makes sense to me that you know that there are uh, plenty of demons that are cast down well before him coming being cast down. Yeah, I mean, so in other words, like, for example, Revelation 12, 3 and 4 talks about, well, uh, yeah, so someone's asking me, so what about my opinion? Why is that? Revelation 12. So we go through it. Revelation 12, 1 and 2, I believe has already happened. That happened in in September um, of 2017. Revelation 3 and 4 is still to come. Like it says that there is another wonder in heaven and the tail drew in the third part of the stars of heaven and cast them down to the earth. Obviously uh, stars, meaning sun, suns are not going to be cast down to the earth. The the earth would just disintegrate. It would be swallowed up in one of those suns. So that's not going to happen. So what are those? So what are those things? I believe those are fallen angels that those those are going to be cast down to the earth. Okay. And the dragon stood before the woman, which is ready to be delivered. So there you got this evil presence that's right there. And guess what happens? Uh, the child is born and the child is taken up harpazo up into God and to his throne. And that child is to rule all nations with a rod of iron, which is exactly what Jesus said the believers would be doing during the millennium. So that's clearly the body of Christ being taken. Okay. So after that though, we got Israel, the woman fleeing into the wilderness where they have where where she has a place um, protected uh, by God for three and a half years makes sense, right? I mean, there, there. To me, there's this gap of time, but at that time, there's a war in heaven. Michael and angels fought against the dragon. The dragon fought against the angels. But guess what? No more. Their place is found. No more. In other words, whatever wasn't cast out anymore. There, this is it. There is no more time for you to be able to be in heaven. And verse 9 says, guess what? That old serpent is cast down to the world, and every single one of his angels are cast out with him. And at that point, they have no more access. You see, so that's why I believe it's at the midpoint, because it talks about the woman being protected for 1,260 days, which is I believe at the midpoint onward, and the reason why I believe that is because the Antichrist um, goes in and, and declares himself as God at the midpoint in the middle of the 70th week. And Jesus says, when you see that happen, 
flee to the wilderness. Do not go up to your rooftop. So that totally makes sense where it's like you flee during that period of time. You're going to be protected. Why would Jesus tell people to flee if you're not going to get protected? Go, go, go flee and die. No, go flee and be protected. So that's why uh, this verse and those things, I think, all line up to like the midpoint of the tribulation, that that's when that happens. But that's that's how mm-hmm. I read it. Other people read it differently, of course, but that's what that's hopefully that answers your question in chat of why I believe that's the case. Yeah, one way or another, we're gone before the tribulation begins. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean uh, th- that that's and that's and that's exactly why verse five. I'm not saying look the whole the whole book of Revelation is is you can't just read it like all the way through like I just did and it's perfectly chronological. But but yeah. chapter twelve is chronological. It is a summary. It's not just a like a small period of time. It is over years and years and years of time of this, this summary chapter, which is really cool. Um, so Revelation is a difficult book. It, it's, it's, you can't just read it from 1 to 22 and say, this is all in perfect order. That, that's just not the way it is. It jumps around. It has different perspectives from different things. It has a summary thing like here. But I can tell you this, though. Verse 5 is pretty early on in this chapter, Bob. And verse 5 is the only place in the entire book of Revelation that has the word harpazo. And we know what harpazo means and who it refers to. It refers to it refers to us. Okay. There is no other harpazo. There's one harpazo. Very true. One harpazo. There's one that harpazo. Makes sense, right? There's other listen, there have been other harpazos, yeah. sure. About people getting taken things like Philip being moved, uh Paul being, you know, snatched away from people trying to kill him and so forth. There's other harpazos. You can right. look at I don't know, Greg. You might even still have that video of me of two, two, three, almost three years ago now. Oh yeah, yeah, and we do. But yeah. uh, but this harpazo that we're talking about is the corporate adopted body, basically, right. of, in context uh, on the timeline of things. Correct, yep. would make sense. And so, Bob, you're absolutely right that this happens prior to the uh, the seventieth week. It has to. Otherwise, um, if we if we're not removed. And the restrainer is not removed, and then evil's not able to reign. Well, then, how is that different than anything that's happened over the last two thousand years? Right. Right. I mean, otherwise, this. evil would have the Antichrist would have already been revealed by now. Let me ask you this: You know, people are talking about the the restrainer is removed at the beginning of Daniel's seventieth week. When was the restrainer put in place? So, let me mm. ask that. Mm. The restrainer was put in place at a certain point in time. Mm. Okay, and that was right after the stoning of Stephen. Mm. And then once our apostle Paul received the revelation of the Holy Spirit, the gospel of grace, where he became chief, the first one saved in the body of Christ, that was when the restraint was put into place. Mm. The timeline, the Israel's prophetic calendar was paused because you got a completely different gospel now, a mm. completely different operation. Israel rejected you know, rejected the Holy Spirit, stoning of Stephen. So that's when the hand of restraint was put in place. So basically, Daniel's 69th week was complete, and the next week was about to take place, and God said, nope, put it on pause. I put in the, the pause button is the, the insertion of the hand of restraint, the Holy See, Spirit. Given the time between... Week sixty nine and week mm-hmm. seventy. Yeah, so but so the time so that space between week sixty nine week seventy 
It's Age of Grace, even though it's a big space, 2000. But you know what? That's big to us. But to God, who doesn't live in time. A couple days. Yeah. (laughs) A couple days, boom, whatever. thousand years to a day. But you know what it did, Bob, though? Think about the the millions and possibly even billions of people, of Gentiles, that have been saved during that 2,000-year period. That is the mystery, right? That that is one of the mysteries that, that that was revealed, and it was like, no, th- this is not only for the Jews. That mm-hmm. Gentiles also, because of what Christ did, have the ability now to be saved. And um, the other mystery is like, this is not going to go on forever like this. That there will be one day when those who are in Christ who are dead rise first and those who are alive and remain are going to be caught up together with them in the air to meet the Lord. Oh. Isn't that great? We will oh, look forward the, to that day. Talk about a mystery. That is oh. like, that's a huge mystery. Oh, but man. you know, in the other verses saying we've, we've said this before, if Satan would have known, he would have never killed him. I mean, we never had Jesus killed because look at all the people that have been saved. And that was God's plan all along, which proves that Satan doesn't know what God's plan is. And he just either he either he doesn't know it or he just simply will not believe it. He will not believe mm-hmm. it. Sure, he's I mean, I'm sure he's look at he could read the Bible. That he could read those words. He knows what's going on. He can he see it. The Bible. But he just simply will not believe it because his pride and his arrogance has taken over him to the point where he just will not allow any of that. He will mm-hmm. not, he cannot repent. And he's and, and God has also done this. Uh, to him as well, just like he's done with Pharaoh and other people. He's hardened Satan to the point mm-hmm. where he's not going to ever give up. Mm-hmm. That's right. So this next question here is uh, says, Bonnie says, I'm confused about something. When people die now, are they really in heaven or is it just their soul until the rapture? Well, the spirit and soul go up to heaven. Uh, Ecclesiastes uh, 12.7 says that the spirit returns to God. Body goes into the earth. Okay, so if you're if you're born again sealed, your spirit, your soul is sealed within your spirit body. The spirit body is dead unless it has a soul. It has a consciousness. But now the spirit body has a consciousness because you were brought to life with the, with Christ. So now it's a it's a it's a spiritual body that came back to life. That's why the Bible says that at the white throne judgment. What does it say? It says, I saw the dead standing before the throne. Okay, there are souls, but they were dead, but they didn't have a spirit body. Their spirit left them, went back to God because it never got regenerated. Okay, our spirit gets regenerated, and our soul is sealed within that spirit and is regenerated Holy Spirit body. Okay, mixture our spirit and Holy Spirit. And with that being said, our spirit returns to God. So, yes, we go up to heaven. Okay. When we die, we go up to heaven, soul and spirit, consciousness inside your spirit body, okay, goes up to heaven, and then we stay up there until the rapture resurrection event, and then you come back and get your body, and then all three of your parts come together, you have a whole new birthday, we all have the same birthday, same day, and I mean, it's just, what an incredible event's going to be, I tried to imagine how great that day will be. I tried to imagine it. You know, I think the best part of that day will be uh, it will be in three parts. One, watching the dead rise, mm. knowing that that's, that trumpet is going to go off for mm. the living, which will be us. 
That'll be part number two. I'm, I'm going up, and I won't even know when I'm changed. It says it says in the blink of an eye, so I won't even see it coming. It'll be like, oh, I'm changed. Great. So now I'm going up. That's part two and part three when I meet everybody. I see you guys for the first time in real life. <laughs> you get to see all of our friends here, first time in real life. Get to see all your loved ones that have passed on to be with the Lord. Children you might have lost yep. first time in a glorified body. They're absent from the body, right? What's that? Those people who are dead are absent from the body. Absent from the body. They now. are present with the Lord. Right. It's not. It's really not confusing. I mean, it, 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 it's confusing when you listen to other people who talk about soul sleep and things like that. Yes, that is when it becomes really confusing. But if you understand that if you're in Christ and you die, you are with him in spirit. You, you, you're, if you're not in some sleeping container, okay? You're not, no. in, you're not in purgatory. You're not in sleeping container. You're, you are present with the Lord. That's right. Uh, you know, so don't be confused about that. Um, they are going to be reuni- reunited, though, but with a glorified body. That's, that, that's what awaits them. Yeah, I, I wonder about those people that still wonder why are we still asleep and we just don't wake up until we no. actually see him and all this. No. I, I, you know, I mean, what there's... is the Lord sleeping too? We're present with the Lord and we're all taking a guess. Out. Yeah, you know, you say that. I guess Elijah and Moses were sleeping too when they're yeah. talking to Jesus, right? So, so the, right, and, 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 and Elijah when he was when he was taken and Enoch when he was translated, what they just they went to sleep. I come mm-hmm. on. Come on, or how man. about when uh, Samuel came up to see Saul? Was he right. sleeping? Yeah. Oh, you go, oh, yeah. oh, hey, Saul. Hey, you're going to die tomorrow. Be with your, be with your, your family. All right. They get away from this uh, soothsayer. Bad news. Right, what about the sleep. rich man that, that you know? sees the, 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 the poor man, Lazarus, and he's like, hey, can you have Lazarus come over here and uh, and, and do this? What is, is, is Lazarus sleeping? I mean, it's like, how can you have somebody sleep and go give you a drop of water? You can't. So yeah. I mean, no, these people are not asleep. That is that is soul sleep is not correct. And actually, our our uh, friend um, and brother Steve L, who's been on here a few times, just did a video on soul sleep. So check out his channel at uh, Gospel Kingdom website, and you can watch that video on soul sleep and um, and how some denominations teach that and so forth. And it's just it's not even logical. It's like it's so far off. It's they yeah. just don't understand it tell me how you sleep i mean when i go to sleep tonight when we all sleep we dream all right we're moving around but my spirit never sleeps i'm dreaming i'm Mm -hmm. still active okay Mm -hmm. so not sleeping spirit never ever ever sleeps no ever and i'm looking forward to that too because i'm not good at sleeping i hate having to sleep and then a glorified body yes won't need to sleep no, won't need to sleep. Bob, so I Bob's looking pro- forward to being up 24-7, doing something all the time. Oh, <laughs> going to be ringing on the doorbell of my tiny mansion. You going, can get a hey, lot done there, Bob. Back here. You can come visit me. And Think I'm like, how much stuff you like, can get done. It's like 3 in the morning, Bob. Come on, what are you doing? He's like, what do you mean 3 in the morning? There's no time here. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. <laughs> If you, Bob, that says in tribulation it will be works based. I think I read that right. Is you, Bob, that says tribulation is work based? Yeah, tribulation is work based. It's a uh, it's faith in Christ and works. You know, 
And, you know, during the tribulation, you know, what does Jesus say during the tribulation when he's warning those churches that your name will be blotted out of the land's book of life? Make sure your name doesn't get blotted. I'll, I'll put out your candlestick. Mm. All kinds of stuff, all kinds of judgments for them. Okay, it's not a free gift. All right. Ask, uh, I'd make that make that comparison during like the age of the law. Okay. Imagine being the age of the law and your dad's like, you know what? I don't believe in that blood of the lamb. I don't believe one thing we need to do with that. But just tell the high priest we're good. And I'd be like, Dad, get that lamb, get it over to that temple, get that blood put over our doorposts. Okay. Get that, that lamb atones for all of our sins, everybody in this household. Okay. Don't tell me we don't need this lamb. Okay. So, it, that once again, you have to do works for your salvation. During during the age of the law, you had to do it. Okay, yes, there was faith faith in uh, well, not faith in Jesus, but the faith in the coming of the Messiah. Right. Okay, but it still it still works. And, and then when you go into the tribulation, you have that works again. You got to stay away from the mark of the beast. Okay, because if you don't think it's work, why does why why does the Bible say in Revelation three ten is a time of testing? Hmm. Okay time of testing everybody testing is work you ever been through a test kevin how about you greg that's yep. work that's stressful work that's not mm-hmm. a gift that's work okay and you got that and then you have the separation of sheep and goats at the end okay what does jesus say you didn't give me he said when you gave water or when you visit me in prison you visit me while I was sick work 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 but okay, but, Bob, but, but, do. but Bob, clar- make sure you clarify this and say that that work though is not enough to to actually save you. Like you no. must believe on the Lord Jesus Christ in order to be saved, even during the tribulation. So yeah. if you're going to say, "Oh, I'm not going to believe in Jesus, but I'm also not going to take the mark," that's actually not even an option. <laughs> there, there is no option there like that. So I think what you're saying is. The first step is to repent, uh, change your mind towards, you know, the whole process of what salvation is. Understand that Jesus is the living sacrifice, that he's the one who who, who provides us the way to, to do it. But during that period of time specifically, since it is a test, many people will need to give up their life in order to um, in order to basically continue to be saved. Otherwise, Listen, if you say, oh, I'm going to, but here's the thing is that you can't say, I believe in Jesus Christ and then take the mark. That's not even yeah, possible. That's, right. that's, that, right. that's impossible to happen. So yeah. it's it's one or the other. You either believe in Jesus Christ and don't take it, or you believe in the in the false Messiah and then you take it. So it, it's, and, it's, I and guess. You bring up a good point. Because the mark is a very key point there, especially during the tribulation period in terms of works, salvation, right? Because you have to make sure that you do not take the mark. Yeah. So anybody who says, okay, well, it's just a matter of faith in Jesus Christ. Well, can you say, I believe in Jesus, but still take the mark? Yeah. And that's my point, is that they will choose to die. Okay. The mark yeah. is a very key point in understanding what Bob yes. is talking about because that really tells you, okay, well, yeah, I believe in Jesus, but I really don't want to have to go through this, so I'm just going to take the mark for. It's just not going to work that way. No. Anyone who takes the mark, that's it. You're out. You're right. out of the kingdom yeah. because Bible is very explicit in that. So obviously, that has a lot to do with the mm-hmm. workspace salvation. It is conditional. 
conditional at that point, but you're back to the law, right? You're yeah. back to the law at that point because it was conditional uh, with Israel at one point, and then now we're in the grace period, right? The button, right. I guess, if you want to say it that way. And then we're back into the law again. And, and those so, who are not saved will take the mark and worship the Antichrist. They'll yeah. worship the beast. Got, right. So you got the mark of the beast. That's the main thing. But then you have uh if you deny if you deny Christ before men, he said, I'll deny you before my father in heaven. Right. So you're still not you're still doomed. Okay? Well, that's so the point, is that like, those who will deny Christ, Bob, will take the mark. Yeah. Well, those so who deny, deny Christ, Christ, but what if they say, Oh, well, is it like now today in, in the age of grace, where we say, Okay, well, I believe in I believe in Christ, but I decide to take something which is considered the mark of the beast. And uh, and there, still be saved. There is no mark. It's not the same, right? No. There is no right no. because we're not in that period. We're not in that time yet. Yeah, we're not in that time. Time. But when you get Robin's to that, right. Period. The mark is the only physical thing that you can't do. <laughs> you, I mean, because it says you know things. Not everything is healthy for us, but everything we can do. <laughs> it doesn't mean that it's good for us, but we can do those. We can do things. Right. But the but the mark is different because the mark it's is different. like. If you take this mark, you are destined for the lake of fire, period. There is no exemption of that. And the reason for that is not because the mark itself is so special in in itself, but the fact that it comes along with acceptance of a false messiah. And And it's the worship of a false messiah. Mm -hmm. And it's a rejection of the truth, which is Christ himself. You That's see, right. you can only be saved through Christ. So if you reject Christ, you cannot be saved. Right. So it leaves this question right here. Doesn't the thief on the cross disprove the works theory? You know, I like this whole story about the thief on the cross, but he was like right there before Jesus died. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, this was not the age of grace at this point. Okay. That gospel was not revealed to apostle paul yet so that's not uh that's not the dynamic working here this right here is what jesus said what i just said if you deny me before men i'll deny you before my father what does this thief do he did not deny him he said he when not. you enter into your, remember me when you entered into your paradise he was claiming to everybody that this is the messiah this is jesus the son of god he's mm. going into paradise and if he remembers me i'm going to paradise too mm-hmm. because he's god Okay, that's what that guy said right there. Right. So he proclaimed it to everybody, and guess what? He went into paradise with Jesus. Just like the Old Testament saints. He had faith. Yeah. Okay? He had faith. He had faith. He had faith that the person that was dying next to him was God and that he was going to be able to welcome him into paradise, right? That yes. is faith. And so he had faith, and by faith you are saved. That's absolutely right. Even right there. You got another one here. It's always about faith. I mean, let's be honest. It's faith from the beginning. That's what mm-hmm. the book of Hebrews talks about. It's like by right. faith, these people were justified. That that is what gets you there. It's not your work. It's it, it's always been through faith. <laughs> okay. It's always been through faith. No that's one could ever keep the law perfectly. <laughs> that's right. right. That's right. So we were waiting for that point when Jesus Christ died on the cross. So no one, so mm-hmm. no one could keep the law, but so basically they had to do the the shedding of the blood. Yeah, they had to have it right. The shedding of the blood cleaned up all their mistakes because they screwed just, up all six hundred thirteen laws and statutes. So that shedding of, of blood was their insurance policy, pretty much. Exactly. 
So but just like as Jesus, we talked about Jesus Christ, the sacrifice once and for all, we don't need to, we don't need to have animals anymore, and that and that blood only covers a little bit, and it covers just during a certain period of time. What a hassle! You don't need that anymore. <laughs> Amen. You want to do this next question here, Kevin? Is Yeshua's army the saints, us, or is an angelic armies? Ah, uh-huh. so she, I think she might be talking about the second coming, right? That he's coming with ten thousands and thousands of his saints. Um, uh, the question is, is whether or not, uh, of course, it includes us. Absolutely, one hundred percent, it includes us. We are going to be coming down with him to rule and reign on this earth. We are going to be gathered from the four corners of heaven before that, as Greg said earlier, in order to be able to be summoned to come down with us. Now, are we also coming with angels? It, I mean, some people will say yes, and some people will say, no, 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 that's just saints. Some people will say, no, no, angels are coming too. What do I personally believe? Uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I, 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 I'm okay with angels coming with us. I'm okay if they don't and they stay up in heaven. Um, you know, we're certainly not going to need guardian angels anymore, are we, Bob? No. <laughs> we're, at that point, we're glorified and we're like him. We're not going to necessarily need angels, but are the angels going to come down as well? It sounds like Jesus is is the one who has the two-edged sword, right? That he's the one who's cutting um, between soul and spirit at that point and is basically saying, you know, this is what's going on. He's the one who sets foot down. There's no mention of, about angels doing any kind of battle during that period of time, right? Because there's been ma- mentions of angels doing battle in the, uh, uh, at other points in time. They went and they killed a whole bunch of people here and there, and they did all kinds of stuff. But I don't, there's nothing mentioned like that there. So you'd think that if the angels were coming down and doing some, some destruction, right. that, they, that it would talk about it. But it doesn't. So that's right. why I kind of lean towards maybe that they, they don't come. Well, right. Bob, before you go to this next question, this is Revelation seventeen fourteen. That's up right now. The verse, these shall make war with the lamb and the lamb shall overcome them for he is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Amen. They that are with him are called. The called is chosen and faithful right. followers. So just that alone in that verse speaks volumes, especially if you want to decide, are these just angels coming? Can we say the angels are the called, chosen, faithful? Mm, I don't know. I'm not so sure about that. Yeah. At least they didn't fall, <laughs> those angels, right? So they were faithful to that point. But when it talks about those who him are called and chosen and faithful, you really what kind of equate that with, with, with humans. You yes, know? exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So there's your there's your answer right there. Of course, it's a matter of how how this is interpreted, but I have always interpreted this as the call, the chosen and faithful as being his people. I, I just see Jesus as being the ultimate arbiter like of that, and that he doesn't need his angels. We're we're coming with him to rule and reign, but know that we're also we're not coming to actually lay out judgment. Okay. That's not our job there. Our job is to judge during the millennium, not to judge at the second coming. So, um, you know, Jesus is the one who's, you know, who, who's 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 dealing with this. Um, and he's the only one who can. And I, I think we're going to have a really good bird's eye view of it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, will the angels also have a bird's eye view of it? I mean, they, look, at angels are here. 
there will be angels in the sky preaching the everlasting gospel. But, but I, I mean, I guess if you, if you feel comforted by angels being a part of that gathering, I think that's fine to have that comfort. I, I, it's, it's okay. It, but I, I think that once you're raptured and once, uh, you know, that things are the perfect, I think we'll have a little different understanding of, of the angels because there's so many times in the Bible where humans are like terrified or bowing down or whatever to angels and angels are like, whoa, don't do that. <laughs> Get up. You know, I, I'm, I'm a fellow servant, just like, you know, just like you are. I am not, I am not special. In other words, it would and be interesting. In addition to that, when, when we get raptured and glorified, are we not then above the angels? Will we yeah. not judge those angels later right. on down the road that fell? Right. Yep. Well, last thing about this verse, uh, someone just asked, and she said, Texas dream, right? So she's saying, isn't it just a matter of interpretation? Well, go ahead and study this. Go look into the, go look into the concordance about the called the chosen and faithful in this verse. Uh, of course, Revelation 17, 14, let us know what you come back with, you know, next week. Come on. We'll, we'll look into that too. Right. I also so wonder why, Annette, um, do you, do, I mean, do you feel like you need angels during that period of time in order to bolster the army? Like angels are going to help. Uh, I mean, I think that, that Jesus alone is powerful enough to overcome th- those yeah. who, who try to go up against him. Right. Yeah. But we don't know. We don't get to make that decision. And we probably won't even remember the whole conversation until we're actually writing down. <laughs> like, hey, Kevin. Hey, there's some angels with us. I guess that's the answer to that. You're like, yep. Hey, I'm, I'm Joker, fine. I'll be like, I'm fine with them there, Bob. I'm fine with them. It's, it's, it's there, cool they with me. there they are. All right. You're like, cool. We'll and if it's like, hey, Bob, you're like, hey, look, no angels in it. She's not going to be like, oh, no. Where are my angels? <laughs> I think you'll be fine. <laughs> I got an interesting set of questions here. I got two of them actually kind of go with each other. Randy says, what if we are held held down and forced to take the mark of the beast? And the other one here is the mark of the beast, the shot to the arm. Because you know what? First of all, they were holding people down, giving them the shot to the arm in India. They chased <laughs> you down, pinned you down, and gave the shot to the arm and say, hey, this is for your own good. It'll take care of you. And now we're seeing all these people dying everywhere. It's not going to be like that. So it's not good. Stay away from that whole thing. Okay. But thing is, what if we're held down and forced to take it? First of all, it's a, it's a worship thing. The mark of the beast is a spiritual decision. Satan doesn't want to force you and put you down, stick something in your hand. That's why the Bible says your, your escape, the escape clause is getting beheaded. You die. Exactly. Okay, you die. All right. So Satan gives you a choice. Absolutely. No one fair. is going to be forced to take the mark of the beast. Yeah. None. Zero. People will take it willingly because they are worshiping the beast. Because they are because they have accepted that he is the Messiah. No one will be forced to take it. The Bible does not say that anyone is forced to take the mark of the beast. If people were forced to take the mark of the beast, why would angels be telling people, do not take it, blessed are those who do not take it? Right. Except for those who are forced. No, it doesn't say that. No one is going to be forced to take that. In addition to that, 
that is the only thing that will separate you because you've separated yourself from God at that point by take by taking allegiance with the with the Antichrist with a with a false Messiah. Okay, you've already accepted the false Messiah at that point, and you're taking the mark. So you've already you've already made your choice at that point. But here, for someone who believes in Jesus Christ, and someone forces them to take a, a shot of of bad medicine, good or bad medicine, <laughs> but we all know what it is. Um, that's not going to separate you from God. That's not going to, that your spirit all of a sudden isn't broken in two because of that. I mean, you're yeah. talking about something you're putting into your body, not into your spirit. Yeah. And the, the body cannot no, kill you. And there was okay? no, uh, you know, you cannot buy or sell unless you got this thing here. Unless you got the shot to the arm. There was no buy. I'm, I didn't take it. I'm still buying and I'm still selling. Still got my bank account, still rock and rolling. And what so I mean by kill you, I mean the second death. There is no way that that can that, that that separates you from God Himself. This is something that's put into your body. Is it possible that your body could have problems from it? Yes. Is there people who have problems from it in their body? Yes. Does that mean that you should or should not take it? That is your own personal decision. But if someone forces you to do it, they are not taking away your salvation. There is no human on this earth that can take away your salvation. Right. Except you will go back to that question we brought up before. You can't say, okay, I believe in Jesus and decide, okay, well, I want to be able to eat and take this mark at that point. It's not impossible. It's just not going to happen. No, it doesn't. No one will do that. No. Let's see. uh, Where's the head was there? Are we here's one right here. It's, It's pretty. I like these uh, questions dealing with the millennial reign. Are we going to rule and reign with Jesus in Jerusalem or throughout the world? Throughout the now, world. Throughout the world. In fact, throughout the heavens, because we actually, you know, angels right now, they control the winds. They control all these different na- these powers of nature. Well, I call it nature, but it's actually just, you know, the things that, the things that run the earth. The uh, EMP fields, all this stuff like that, all these supernatural things, you know. You know, angels play a part in all that stuff. You know, the Bible talks about the angels said they held back the four winds of the earth. Okay, so a lot of us, I think, will be playing parts in regulating the wind. Nice. Regulating rain. I like it. Regulating growth of force. Regulating That's a great job. Yeah. A lot of cool jobs. A lot of great jobs for us. You don't have to sit there, hey, you sin, I'm taking you before Jesus. Do you come with me? You know, we're not going to be doing stuff like that, I don't think. you know, There I will think be some, though, in Jerusalem, but there's yeah. also a big world that's going to need to get ruled and reigned for a thousand years as well. So we're yeah. all we're going to have our spots. Where are you going to be located, Bob? Are you going to be located in, uh, you know, in the United States? In the, or are you going to be located in one of the areas where Feed My Sheep Today is? Or are you going to be able to have a little bit of uh, taste everywhere, you know? Where, I don't know. Where are you at? Where are you at? Where you yeah. at? It's almost and like the capital one. That, what's in your wallet? Where are you That's at? a great point, Kevin. I wonder if Feed My Sheep Today continues, except now I'm I'm like an ambassador. I can go to all these locations because I travel oh. to speak the thought. I'm in Nigeria. I'm in India. I'm in China. I'm in, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm in Pakistan. And you can go- I, and you don't have to wait in line at the TSA, Bob. I mean, you are you are immediately there if you want to be there, right? Because you know the thing is, people need to be preached to about who this guy that's glowing inside the third temple. Who is he all about? And people are being born 
mm. and learning these things. Amen. That's who's going to be doing that. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that'd be that's pretty cool to think about that. I think, I we'll think all, the millennium we'll is, jobs like that. I think the millennium's overlooked by a lot of people about how exciting that period of time is going to be. There's going to be no other period of time like that on in, in human history. That's a one-time deal for a thousand years. And we get to be actually like the rulers and reigners along with Christ in the per, in a perfect state where we don't make mistakes. I mean, that's exciting to, 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 to realize, right, Greg, is that we're no, none of us are going to be like, oh, man, I messed up today. <laughs> I mean, it won't be any of that. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. going to be awesome. Always looking for that, forward to that time. Uh, answer KSR's question. I don't know. Oh, this might be the question. Okay. Well, so the, did I just click over one? You have no, I think this is it. I think you have it. This yeah. is a good one, Bob. You've talked about this before. Yeah. K- KSR says, do you guys think we will physically feel something when we are going up in the rapture? You know, I think it will feel like a tingle. It's a tingle. It'll be something like that because <laughs> it's just going to be also just feels joyful. I said, whoo, man, I feel good. You know, it's just a rush. You know, I think it might be something like that. It's not going to be like, ah. <laughs> it's not going to be painful. You know. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're busting out of your old body. No, come on now. Who's that one guy come we on, had man. on here? What was that guy's name? <laughs> um, I forgot his name. He said his teeth were cracking. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. Pass. Pass. I don't yeah. want to feel, I don't want to hear that, man. <laughs> <laughs> teeth cracking? He had a dream that his teeth are cracking because their teeth are being re uh, realigned. I'm like, I'll pass. I'll pass. <laughs> I've had teeth removed and they crack at all. Pass. You know, though, <laughs> the one thing you talked you talk about, Bob, though, is that there could be a slowing down of time for us during that period of time, right? Is that it might feel or look like something that's instantaneous to those who are not changed, but to those who are changed, it could, it could be like some people have said, Oh, it's kind of like a leisurely upward motion to the cloud. It's not just like you're there and you're all of a sudden you're at the cloud and like, it's like a roller coaster. It's kind of, you're just going so fast. You can't even know. It's like, but Bob, you talked about how that could be possible about how it could be perceived as extremely fast, but to the person who's experiencing it, it's normal time. Right. That's when, remember I talked about that before, like Bible says in a moment. All right. Now we talked about how that is atomo in Greek, at mm-hmm. atomic in a moment, instant. Okay. An atomic war. Hello. But also in a moment, in a moment. So when you go, if you come out of time and you go into a moment, you ever have a moment with somebody? Mm-hmm. It's not an instant. It's something where everything kind of, you have a moment with somebody and an interchange and it was like a real special moment and it didn't last for a split second. It may it lasted maybe three, four, five minutes. Yeah. I mean, Kelly Clarkson had a moment and it lasted like three to five minutes, right? She's saying <laughs> about it. It was a moment like this. Right. So in a moment, so the Bible said, we, so basically we'll go come out of time Couldn't and you'll it. be in a moment. So yeah, you can have, I hope if it's like a warm feeling that goes up like electricity, but not the not the type that hurts and burns your skin, but it's just kind of like a chill and it's just light coming out of your eyes and your mouth and your hands and light just 
Wow. And, you know, and we, I think I talked about that too, where Galatians says that, uh, well, the Romans or Galatians said, you know, the, the Holy Spirit, it comes out. It, 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 it regenerates you from the inside out. Okay, that's how it works. I'm feeling you, Bob. So, Bob, feeling do, you we, mm. do, do we, when we change, are we then t- like taking out, taken out of normal time? And like yeah. in, the, in the twinkling of the eye, time is still going to be going on on earth, of course, just, just as normal. And so, but it's, and so to the, to people who are here on earth, it, it is a, it is a imperceptible, almost imperceptible amount of time. But to us, since we're changed, have we been removed from time? Uh, you know, the, the, the boundaries of time at that point. Yeah, I would say so. It's, it seems like we have, because I mean, it seems like a glorified body really doesn't care about time anymore. No. Well, you guys all had rapture dreams. I mean, you've always felt something, right? Physically going up. I mean, yeah. right? So I, I felt that. I mean, I had yeah. one that I can think of. Uh, one, only one that I know of, anyway, that I felt myself being lifted up. Mm-hmm. And that's felt, see, that's I mean, amazing this, is that you're not under control at that point, are you? No. You're not, you're, not, you're not deciding. You're like, okay, hold on a second. I got my remote control here, and I'm going to decide how quick I go. I mean, God's got this. He is going to take you, and you're, you, you know, Bob, you're not going to be able to, 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 to decide how fast you go, but I can tell you this. It'll be at a perfect speed. It better I, like be a, I don't want to go that fast. I want to go slow. This is, I'm going to remember <laughs> maybe this. Maybe some people want to go fast, God. Maybe, uh, Bob, maybe I called you God. Um, <laughs> maybe some people will want to go fast, and God will say, okay, those people go fast. And maybe for Bob, he says, I want to go slow. And he's like, all right, Bob, you can take your time. <laughs> it's like bump up here. I'm like laying sideways, like laying down the in the sky, yeah. coming up. I'm just good choice, Bob. We'll just meet Jesus first. You can just come later. <laughs> he's he's like, like, wait a minute, wait a minute, get me up there. <laughs> yeah. I listen. It. This is in God's hands. God's the one. God's, hands, God's the right. one who's doing the the catching away. Right. God's mm-hmm. the one who's taking. So it'll be perfect. We know that He's not going to mess up. No, not gonna be like, oh, Bob, I'm so sorry. I, I I took you too quick, didn't I? You know, yeah. did I offend you, Bob? I'm sorry. You want, do you want to do that again? Uh, Romans. <laughs> I got the verses. Romans. Let's try that again. Verse go back, 11 Bob, you want to go back to down to earth? Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm good here. So Romans eight verse eleven says, "But if the Spirit of Him that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken." There's a rapture resurrection. Quicken your mortal body by the spirit that dwelleth within you. Okay? That dwells right. in you. So the spirit that's in you that's been glorified and sealed. Yeah. All right. That is your ticket. Exactly. That's your ticket. Like, uh, should I get ready for the rapture? What do I, I gotta do this work? I got I gotta start <laughs> keeping the Sabbaths and I gotta start doing this. I gotta say these prayers if you're taking the rapture. Look, the work was already started in you. Right here it says, by his spirit, by his spirit that dwelleth in you. In other words, his spirit's got to be in you. Otherwise, you don't get that quickening of your mortal body, do you? Mm -hmm. It's the earnest of your salvation. That spirit that dwelt within you is the earnest of your salvation. It's a promise. The promise. And it's the earnest, which means the promise of future performance. So God started, he's going to finish it. Okay. Praise God that he's faithful and just and, 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 and going to do this for us. Amen. We are all going to be glorified one day. Oh, 
that's why John, see, that's why John at the end of Revelation, all that stuff was just like, uh, come Lord Jesus. <laughs> you know, he's just like, all these things, I want that now. Come Lord Jesus, you know? And, and I think we all feel that exact same way. That's why we all say Maranatha. That's why we all say, Maranatha. come Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Come, come now, come today, come yes. quickly. You're welcome. Come in your time, your perfect timing, but Mm. The sooner the better. We all are in agreement with that. We cannot wait to, to to get to that state of perfection and be like Christ because Amen. we struggle against the flesh every single day. Our spirit struggles against the flesh. And we don't we, we're, we're tired of that. And and the longer that you live, the more tired of it you get. Speaking of tired, <laughs> what do you read this one here from Manny, Kevin? What about those who sleep during church service? Are they asleep and not with the Lord? Uh, I know he's, he's he's joking. He's putting a joke in there. Yes, um, they are asleep and not with the Lord at that period of time. So, but they're still alive. You see, that's the difference. They're not soul sleeping. They're not dead. That's what soul sleep is all about. So they're still alive, but they are dead. But they're, but they're but they're still they're 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 dead in their faith obviously but uh, you know maybe not who knows it could be a right. church where you've got a whole bunch of people talking about um their next um a pride event held at their church i think mm-hmm. i wouldn't mind sleeping through that i don't know i was going to say there's somebody here they could just be somebody who's tired trying to get that much sleep when you know, work the midnight and went right to church. I've done that before. You can be in church and with the Lord and be asleep. Um, but you know what? If you're in that church, I would recommend that you probably find a different place. I mean, let, let's be honest. If they're not keeping you awake, and they're, or if you want to sleep because you don't like what you're hearing, I think maybe get out of that church. Right. But, <laughs> but, you're, but even though you might fall asleep because they're boring you, or teaching something that was not right, or you, the fact that you just didn't have enough sleep, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't mean that you're not alive in Christ. You're not born right. again. Your spirit is still awake. Yeah, I mean, look at look at the apostles. How many times so. did they fall asleep on Jesus when he went out to pray? Mm-hmm. They all fell asleep. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I so I mean, they they were the yeah, bodies. They had <laughs> I guess the, I suppose. So the body's weak, spirit's willing, but the body's weak. Yes. There's something in chat named Donut that says Kevin does all the talking. Do I do all the talking? I don't do all the talking. Uh, We'll have to we'll have to do a a, yes percentage or a a poll. Is that what we're gonna do? (laughs) That's fine. That's okay. You guys, you guys do your thing. And Bob's uh, never told me that I do all the talking. So no, you know, if if Bob ever says that Kevin, be quiet. I need to talk, then I'll be quiet. <laughs> Listen, we all get our chance here. We all get our time to talk, and uh, that's that's right. fine. But we're good. Um, so next one, next question. What do you think, Bob? When we come with Jesus at the second coming, what are we going to do? They talked about that earlier. We all, we all have – I have no <laughs> idea what I'm going to be doing. Well, this is definitely right. not true. Kevin Douglas says Greg talks way too much. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. one's ever accused you, Greg, of doing that. There, there we go. Yeah. So, what do you guys? So, basically, we're going to be. You know, that's that's a great question. You know what? Whatever it is that you're going to do is just going to be 
you're going to do it like nothing you've ever done here on earth. As you think you're thinking about having the best job possible on earth with the best hours, the best pay, the best people and everything. And you think of the absolute best situation, working environment for you. Okay. What, I mean, just the most remedial job that Jesus gives you to do during the millennial reign in your immortal state will blow the crap out of that job. Okay. So whatever you're going, whatever we're going to be doing, and it's basically is going to be, you know, getting the, you know, helping people come to know Jesus and make sure everything stays, you know, focused on the Lord during the millennial reign until Satan is loose for a short time where he goes and deceives everybody. Just think about that. You think when he goes and deceives everybody, guys, do you think we're going to be Jesus like, hey? I need you guys to start doing your uptimes again. Because we have, he's out deceiving everybody. And since we have experience with all the stuff that he was doing before, <laughs> nice. he's like, oh, you know, he did this a thousand years ago. Remember that, Greg? A thousand years ago when he, he started deceiving everybody. And yeah, yeah I remember that. Is They came out that whole vaccine thing and all <laughs> stuff like that, you know. So, yeah, it was like, well, it was, oh, okay, you know. It would be very interesting. I wonder if that might be the case. I don't know. You know what? I called somebody a donut, but instead, but their name is actually Doubt. Oh. That's dyslexia, right. I guess, on my part. It just hey. looked like donut to me. I, I don't know. I'm very hungry. From, from now on, you're, you will be known as Donut. Yeah, from now on, you're Donut. I mean, that's just it. Um, sorry about that, Doubt. And I'm sorry that if I'm talking too much for your liking. Um, We're just but, kidding, Doubt. You know, yeah. maybe. maybe Maybe I don't know, Bob. Do, do another video for like thirty minutes straight of you talking, so that people can get your hear you or whatever. I don't know. Well, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm fine. fine. No, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Well, Bob, if I if I ever if you think that I'm ever talking too much, just let me know. Um. No, we're good. Let's see here. Uh, why do some Why do some people have rapture dreams and some don't? That's a great some question. Don't, does that say <laughs> oh, don't? Okay, sorry. Some doubt. Some some doubt. There we go. Right, doubt. So basically, it's like, you know what? If uh, if you're asking for it, he'll give it to you. Okay, and some people they need. They, some people they really need. Lord, the Lord knows what you need. Some people they don't need a rapture dream. They're excited about the rapture. Other people they just want to see it. They just want. They like, you know, poking their fingers in the in the Christmas present, trying to see what's in there. You know, they like poking around and stuff like that, you know, so they, they're they not, they're impatient. Me, I'm kind of impatient. So I want to have an idea of what it looks like. So I've had some dreams about it, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, other people don't, you know, my wife's never had one. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's interesting. My, my sons, they never had a rapture. Actually, my oldest one did. My youngest one never had one. So, yeah, God knows whether or not you need it or not. But if you want one, he'll give it to you. Just ask him for it. You'll you'll get it. But he'll give it to you at his time. Hmm. So just get ready for that. You'll ask never, him and it will come I to you. I never expected like, mine. I never expected mine. It just happened and it was like it was so real and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget it. Amazing. All right. Well, that sounds cool. Yeah. And and um somebody just said that they just had two doubts. So um <laughs> Well, everybody just changed the handle to doubt now. Yeah, everyone's going to be down. Half, half of you donut, half of you Everyone's down. like, you're okay, Kevin. You're, you're good. Don't, don't stop. I said I won't. This question here for Brenda. You know, there's an interesting one to think I want to mention here. 
First, she says, is it possible for his glory in coming will take out the electric Ooh. grid? Talked about this, Bob. That's a good thought. You know, you know, I want to mention something about like this office here. I have the studio right here. Okay, when I've been making videos and especially after an uptime and stuff like that, I notice but what happens, I'll close the door here so I can keep the dogs from coming in here and messing anything up. So the door stays closed after I'm done working here. And after that, this I come in here and it'll this would be like an incense smell in here. And I'm not burning any incense. Hmm. But the fact that I guess what I'm doing here is manifesting as like an incense here. Are and you it baking smells damage? like that? And it's, it smells it smells really good. It smells uh like a doubt? Huh? Like a doubt. A doubt? <laughs> it smells like something that would uh I can't think of it. Um I seen uh, uh it's like it's like some type of real good smelling incense. So I'm thinking it's the glory manifesting. And because of the work I'm doing here, so it, the glory just manifests here as an incense. All right. And it sticks around for a few days. It's great. But according to this question, though, is it possible for his glory when he's coming down to take out the grid? Okay. So you're talking about the light of the world <laughs> coming down here. You know, I, I could totally see that happening. The, the him coming down here with all the saints to get the resurrected bodies. By all means, a resurrection will take down the grid. Uh, a resurrection will just decimate the grid. Now I know why Annette wants angels to come down with the Lord and us at the same time. She says they have a cookie smell. A cookie smell. <laughs> a cookie smell. Yeah, I mean, oh. could you imagine like you're coming down with Christ at the second coming and all you can mm. smell is like freshly baked chocolate chip Ooh, Chocolate chip. Obviously, you want chocolate chip. I was thinking... Uh. You were thinking peanut butter? <laughs> yeah, well, almond uh, or macaroon. Macaroon, yeah, there we go. That, that's can, awesome. you imagine, can you imagine those guys in the Bible and the angel shows up to them? They're, they're like so scared that they fall down their face as they're dead. But as a lander, they're so afraid, they're like, like that's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm afraid of my life for this guy, but chocolate chip cookies. That smells oh, so man, good. I smell sugar cookies. <laughs> Is anyone oh. like a good Boston cream donut? Oh, who's going to be making those? Is that going to be my job? Is that your job? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Fine. I'll, I'll, I'll be visiting your mansion. I can tell you that. I like those. Which one of What does an archangel smell like in that? <laughs> Gasoline? No. It's going to smell like something Still like a cookie, but one of them tank. really big cookies, you know? <laughs> It's gonna smell like diesel. <laughs> Who knows, man? Glazed oh. over eyes. Wow. He like. Oh, the, some people said they like the eclairs as well. Yeah, I the, the it's, it's that's like a that's like a, a a long Boston cream pie. You know, that's just that's basically what that is, right? I mean, it's got the custard in the middle, and it's nice. It's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Are we going to be raptured at the beginning of World War Three or before? You know what? World War Three ushers in the tribulation. Mm. Okay, it ushers it in, and it can usher it in within minutes or days, hours, you know, or months. Some people claim we're already in World War Three. Mm. I mean, what Biden did that was an act of war by can't by blowing up that pipeline. Mm. He did it without Congress. Only sure. Congress can declare war. What he did was treasonous. He should be thrown in prison for what he did. 
but yet no one covered it on the news. Of course, Tucker Carlson only one that covered it. Okay, so World War Three. All right, we could be already there already. Okay, because already they're going to ask, how did World War Three start? Well, it started with Ukraine. Mm. You reach, you read the history books. If they write it right, it started in Ukraine. Yeah, okay. that makes sense. It's kind of like, I mean, you know, wars don't just like all of a sudden erupt like you know, boom. Yeah, you know, like the whole world's blowing each other up one day and and the day before they're not. I mean, it it there's there's things that happen during that period of time. Like right? like someone can get assassinated, for example. That's how I think World War One started. Uh, World War Two kind of started with 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 Germany invading you know certain areas, right? Okay, well, guess what? We just we're, we're seeing this. So is this the beginning of what is going to turn into a huge war, which ultimately gets realized when peace is taken from the earth and it's just war all over the world? You know, you're talking about civil wars, wars of, of ethnic people versus ethnic people within the same country. And so forth. I mean, that's exactly what is is going to happen. Um, but Bob, it's hard to like turn your back on thousands and thousands and tens of thousands, even of people who said, "I've had dreams where we're raptured, and it's right when something bad happens." Yep. Nuclear hard to turn your back on that, you know. Yeah. Well, we also got to think: is this something that is leading up to the signing of a peace right covenant? Right. Of the yep. peace deal, yeah. right? So you gotta have is, something like I said before. You gotta have something bad going on in order to have, want peace. Or, yes, to want peace, exactly. You don't. If you're all in peace, why do you need to sign an agreement? Right. <laughs> yeah. You want to exactly. stop something, oh, and then we also know that that when the agreement is signed, Greg, peace doesn't last for long, does it? Nope. Mm-hmm. And we know where it's going to head. Hey, yep. Greg, read this one. Oh, you can make me read this one, Bob. Yeah. Of all the things you can read this one, I have dude. to be the one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is the most important question yeah. of the night. Great. All right, everyone. What is Jesus' favorite donut? You have to answer it. <laughs> Bob. Go ahead, Kevin. It, Bob. Oh, me. Hey. And for those of you who are listening that are not watching the screen, all together now. One. A holy one. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's a good one. I like That's that. That's a one. good one. I like Don't it. Don't holies. Oh, all right, guys. I think we're gonna uh, we're gonna finish up here. Uh, yes, this one quick, didn't it? Full, it that, did. That I mean, yeah. I, I was. You know, I always wonder when we have just the three of us how fast this time is going to go, or if we're ever going to run out of something to talk about. Oh, no. I'm always <laughs> like, are we going to run out? And then no. all, all that happens is that it just goes by fast. No, we'll go right into scripture. We run out of something. Trust me, there's nothing That's to true. run out of. Yeah, we're not we gonna right into scripture or questions. Um, but this was good. I think this was good. Let's uh, let's wait until next week. See what <gasps> what is going to happen this week. Right? Look at all the last time we were together, Greg. I mean, just all kinds of nutty things have happened and also pretty tragic things as well. So, I mean, what is going to be next? Yeah. I was on John Boucher's uh, show today and they have a lot of interesting, a lot of interesting things to look at for tomorrow, mm. you know, so we'll see what happens there. You know, at, at this point in time, guys, I I, I could I, I could say with certainty. I was like, if we're you. gone before next week, I'm not surprised <laughs> yeah. at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. If we're here two weeks from now, I'm surprised. Mm. That's just a, that's just a day that's just a day and age that we're in right now. The hour that we're at. 
That's I think it's at. better to be ready in your spirit, right? That's what gets you the ticket. Ready yeah. in your spirit, always counting, counting it all joy, being in the word, putting on your full armors so that you're not deceived. I think that's the way to go right now, man. And just not be surprised by anything that's 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 happening. It's like when something happens, know that part of all this plan and that you are still sa- saved and sealed and you can withstand it. Right. No matter what right. you no matter what you need to go through. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. We're praying for you. You're on the prayer list. We saw a number of people needing prayer. We know we see we see these requests, folks. Don't don't worry. Do not fret. We're going to be praying for you. You are on the prayer list, right, guys? Amen. Amen. We're praying for all of you. God bless you. See you next week, Lord willing.